Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, September 3rd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Banks and investors are preparing for a flood of new corporate debt hitting the market. And Germany's blue-chip stock index, the DAX, is getting a makeover, thanks in part to the Wirecard debacle. This is very much being seen as a new moment for the DAX and a chance to move on from that scandal. Plus, we'll tell you about the FT's new weekend podcast. It launches tomorrow, and host Lila Raptopoulos will give us a taste of what's in store. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. After a quieter August for corporate bond issuance, investors and banks are bracing themselves for a U.S. corporate debt binge. Some bank analysts told the FT they expect to see up to $60 billion in riskier high-yield debt issued. For higher-rated debt, that number is expected to be well over $100 billion. Now, it's not unusual for September to be a busy time for corporate bond sales, but some say this month could come close to matching last year's frenzy in some parts of the market. That's when companies borrowed heavily to get through the worst of the pandemic. Now, companies are borrowing in part to lock in lower interest rates. It's also to fund acquisitions and to buy back stocks to reward shareholders. Germany's leading stock index will undergo a shakeup later this month. The DAX Blue Chip Index will have 40 companies. That's up from 30. And the new stocks will be announced today. Our Frankfurt correspondent, Joe Miller, explains why the folks who operate the DAX are expanding in the first place. It's been long in gestation, to be honest, but really the impetus behind this latest change or this facelift was the collapse of uh, Wirecard last year, uh, which, of course, the other 29 members of the DAX had nothing to do with. But nonetheless, there were questions raised about how Wirecard got onto the DAX in the first place. And there was a sense that the DAX index needs an overhaul. So a consultation was launched. Hundreds of companies and financial institutions would were asked what they'd like to see changed about the index. And then Deutsche Börse, which runs the DAX, came up with a few modest changes, um, which include expanding the DAX from 30 to 40 constituents and a little bit tougher profitability criteria for inclusion in the DAX. But um, this is very much being seen as a new moment for the DAX and a chance to move on from that scandal. So, Joe, any idea which companies will get promoted to the DAX? Well, there's some that seem like dead certs, and they are names that uh, many might be familiar with, like Airbus, which is one of Europe's largest companies, uh, Siemens Healthineers, which is a spin-off of Siemens, which does kidney dialysis machines and um, lots of other uh, pharmaceutical equipment, and uh, HelloFresh, which sends you these meal kits, mostly names that are already familiar in Germany, but perhaps could do with a little bit more exposure around the world. Joe, was anyone concerned that adding more companies to the DAX would, in a way, cheapen the index, make it less exclusive? There was a little bit of that in the consultation. There were some respondents who were worried that diluting the DAX, so to speak, um, by adding 10 companies would lessen the prestige. But I think after the Wirecard scandal, anything that tightens the criteria, even if it includes more companies, is probably seen as a a good thing. And um, it's not like the 30 existing 
members of the DAX have um, covered themselves in glory. Um, of course, you have Volkswagen and the Dieselgate saga. You have Deutsche Bank obviously has been going through some very tough times. So it's not really like this elite club has been stainless until this point. I think the hope is that with the diversification of the index and with, with some newer and more inventive companies in there, that perhaps it might make the DAX more exclusive once again or give it more of a sheen. Joe Miller is the FT's Frankfurt correspondent. It's Friday, almost the weekend. What are you planning to do? No, seriously, what are you going to do? Are you closing out summer with one last trip to the beach? Are you headed to see family and friends? Maybe you're just going to unfold a lawn chair, plop down, and spend a day diving into a book. The reason I ask is because here at the Financial Times, we talk about some serious stuff. Equities, central banks, bond yields we can be a little buttoned up. But the FT also has fantastic writing about the arts and culture. Now we'll bring that to you with a new podcast. It's called FT Weekend, and it'll be hosted by Lila Raptopoulos. You might know her from our former podcast, Culture Call. She joins me now to talk more about the new show. Hi, Lila. Hi, Mark. So, Lila, are you excited about the launch of the Weekend podcast? Yeah, you know, it's been a journey leading up to this. But yes, I'm very excited. So you've been a, a fan of the weekend section for a while now. What makes it so appealing to you? So when I started at the FT, I was living in London and I realized so many people I had met in London, they bought FT Weekend. Like FT Weekend was a little gift they gave themselves every Saturday and it sort of transported them. And it started to do that to me. Like not only did it explore food and fashion and film and travel and all that stuff, but it also dug into the why. And it had all these long form pieces that gave human faces to the news. And, and I felt like made that money and power more meaningful. And then also working at the FT, I used to sneak upstairs where they were putting together FT Weekend. They had their own floor and it was just really fun up there. Like it was very colorful and full of characters. Okay, let me jump in here because I want to play a clip from a trailer you produced for the FT Weekend podcast. And in that clip, we'll hear from the people who make FT Weekend, the people up there on that floor that you described. I'm Matt Vella, editor of the FT Weekend magazine, and I'm interested in finding human stories amid the news. I'm Jan Daly. I'm the arts editor at the FT, and I look after the whole range of art forms. I'm Edwin Hethcott. I'm the architecture and design critic. I'm Inuma Okoro. FT so Lila, now you get to talk to these people for the podcast, and you also interview people outside the FT, people who are shaping arts and culture. Um, I'm really excited about your episode with the chef Daniel Hume. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. So the food world, I think, is an interesting microcosm because we all eat and we all order food and we have to make choices around that all the time. They're becoming increasingly moral choices. And restaurants were hit really hard this pandemic, and some of them came out the other side making big changes or announcing big changes. The most prominent of those was Daniel Hume. For people who don't know, he's the kind of very revered chef of Eleven Madison Park. It's this three Michelin star restaurant here. He made this very buzzy move to go entirely plant-based in June, so no meat, and he did it for the environment. But it was a huge hit, and now his wait list is 50,000 people long. And yeah, so I went to his kitchen. He showed me around. We talked about what it means to do good as a chef. And, and then I spoke with the matriarch of doing good in the restaurant world, Alice Waters, who is the founder of Chez Panisse in Berkeley, California. She basically founded the farm-to-table movement. And she wants her legacy now to be finding ways to get schools across America to teach students about food earlier and get 
all students in America to have a healthy, sustainable school lunch, which many people have tried and failed to do, but I would not put much past Alice Waters. So I've had the privilege of hearing some of the episodes in advance, do a little taste testing. And, and one thing that strikes me is the variety of voices and topics in the show. Why was that so important to you? Probably because we have so many fun people and smart people. There's so many things I want to know more about or things I don't know enough or anything about that these people have entire careers based on and know everything about. So the more of these people and their ideas that we can sort of pack into these episodes, I think the better. Lila Raptopoulos is the host of the FT Weekend podcast. The first episode comes out tomorrow, Saturday, September 4th. Looking forward to the launch, Lila. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. It's always a pleasure. Before we go, a word from the UK, where to the delight of economists and business owners, consumers' wallets may be getting a little lighter. In August, foot traffic in shops rose to the highest level since the start of the pandemic. Industry data show that the total number of people visiting stores was up by 10 percentage points from July. That's thanks to the staycations and people returning to the office and back-to-school shopping. But August foot traffic was still down nearly 20% from the same month in 2019. So UK shops are still a long way off from getting back to pre-COVID normal. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from Jenna Blonde, Gavin Coleman, and Michael Bruning. Our theme song is by Metaphor Music. And we want to bid farewell to our fantastic intern, Zoe Hahn. Thank you for all your hard work this summer, Zoe, and we can't wait to see what you do next. Best of luck. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.